Podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports. Isaiah Bell and Sophia Smith. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. We are hoping everyone is staying healthy and safe during this time, and we know that as a community, we are bald and strong. Today, we have a great interview, and we hope you enjoy. Today's guests are both senior members of the girls' varsity soccer team, Brianna Torres and Danielle Palmer. Besides being key roles for the Baldwin's team, the pair also plays on outside teams, which we will dive all into in an interview. Brianna and Danielle, thank you guys for coming on. Of course. Awesome. We're happy to be here. Yep. Um, so I want to jump into the current season. I know it's awkward, but I'm in the same exact boat as you guys. You know, soccer hasn't won a game. Field hockey hasn't won a game. So I, I feel you on that. Um, what are some of the things you think that, you know, need to need to start happening in practice and need to start happening in games in order to finish out? You have four games left the season. Finish out the season on the on the high note, on the positive note that you guys want. Okay, well, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I feel like overall, like our team definitely needs to communicate more on the field. Like communication is definitely key for any team in any sport. And I think that's definitely something that we need to work on overall. We've been doing much better plays with things. Um, with practice, we do nice plays. And, you know, when it comes to the game, it's always like, why don't you do what you do in practice? But in regards to that, we've been doing better. So I definitely think communication is a big thing. Yeah, I completely agree with definitely communication and I'd also say I think we have to be ready to go right from the start like you know sometimes you get going and it's kind of like you're a little lazy like you're dragging a little bit and then we get it picked up within like 15 minutes after the start but I think right from the start we have to be ready to go Mm -hmm. we have to want it and as soon as we get that motivation and energy which has been coming up this whole season I think we'll be right on top I agree with that 100% yeah yeah I definitely agree and it's like you know the clock can start and some people are still kind of asleep and then sometimes you want to play down to the team that you saw in warm-ups i think it's yeah it's a whole uh, mental thing which we're all also going to jump into um Mm -hmm. so it's a bit through the season having this record um oh seven and one can really put a dent in morale and again i'm on that same page with you um how has it been as seniors specifically trying to you know keep this team in good spirits and trying to keep everyone's head lifted in this time so i think that the, our team is mostly seniors so i think we've been honestly doing a great job at keeping up morale and we have four amazing captains who are like constantly boosting us constantly telling us to keep our heads up and both of our coaches are always motivating us even if we're like down in a game they're like don't put your head down like you can keep Mm -hmm. going like even if we don't score goals and win you have to fight till the end and we have to show them that Baldwin is not we're not quitters Mm -hmm. we're not backing down and we're going to keep going to the last whistle yeah I agree I definitely think that's something that we're strong in. we don't really give up I can definitely say that when we have games I never really see anyone just start walking around like I know some players if the score is already like 3-0, they're like, oh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to try anymore. But I don't think that's a really a problem with our team. I feel like we keep going until that whistle is blown. I think that's something that we are strong in, honestly. 
Yeah, and I think sometimes that aspect is even more important or really shows more of you guys, the team, than the final scoreboard. Um, So speaking of morale and and touching on how I mentioned about the mental game, how much of the game do you think, especially this year, is the mental game? And and how can you kind of put that on the field? Like, where does that come from, that mental strength to keep going? Like like Bree said, not to just like walk around when it gets tough. I definitely feel like it's the whole part. Like, the whole game right now, especially right now, is mental because – even with everything going on, not just pertaining to soccer, especially for the seniors, we mm-hmm. have school on us too, like colleges and everything like that. So it's so much. And then also having to worry about like our senior season, everything is mental at this point. Like we have to think about everything. And then once we're playing, we also have a lot of other things to worry about. But then once we step on the field, we have to realize like, okay, like this is game time. Like let's just forget about everything else. And we just have to put 100% into what we're doing right now, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part of it is just being able to separate like our mental capacities like off the field we have a lot of stress like Bree said we have the the outside soccer Mm -hmm. we have college stuff we have schoolwork we have family stuff going on I'm sure and then when we get on the field it's kind of like it's still the mental part of it that we have to do but it's kind of like a release like for a lot of people soccer is like you can decompress like you can take a deep breath it's fun you get to run up and down the field with your friends like half the time we might not be doing as well as we want to be it's like you're playing with the people you love doing a sport that you love so it's like it really takes a lot of the pressure off so it's definitely helpful to be mentally strong but when you have girls around us like we do that are just always supporting us and always looking for the bright side in things it makes it so much better yeah definitely yeah I like how you say you know it's supposed to be that kind of outlet where you can where you can chill after a long day at school it's supposed to be that time to bond with your friends so I think that's really big of you guys for for pulling that out of this um even though the given circumstances um so I watched a bit of your game last week versus Oceanside um and it looked as oh, if God. <laughs> saying, oh God. it definitely looked like it was more of a defensive game um Brie would you agree about that I do. I can honestly agree with that because I, I also don't think it's that big of a bad thing because honestly, the first time we played Oceanside, we lost by significantly just a little bit more amount of points and we didn't lose by that much this past game. I think it is because we did play more of a defensive game, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, yeah, we definitely did play more defensive. I think the reason for that was because we were already aware of how they played. So we're like, okay, if we know that we can't get that many goals in the net, let's try to like keep it strong. Play, to, play that defensive game and not let that many goals in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't personally there for the game against Oceanside last week, but I heard that it went very well like in terms of teamwork mm-hmm. and just keeping everything together and working hard. And I think that I would just say for this that for different teams, you kind of have to play different styles. Like You can't approach every single team with the same method, like the same formation, the same like headspace in the game so for Oceanside when we got beat the first time we made some adjustments Mm -hmm. we did some different things in practice and we came around this time and as Bree said it was not the victory that we wanted but it was a much better like game point wise and score wise so I think that's definitely important we have to be able to adapt to the changes Mm -hmm. that we're faced with yeah yeah definitely and I think that sometimes that's really all you can do after playing a specific team is say what did we learn from this let's go out and fix it um so as we said it was mostly a defensive game and now this is easier said than done but what do you guys think can can change in practice and change in games in order to get it from being a defense game to more of a transition game you know playing the mid to go down in in an opportunity to score yeah you can answer this one yeah (laughs) So 
a very important part of getting the ball up the field and transitioning is for everyone to work on their offensive game. So I know in a lot of sports, like you have the forward and you have the midfield and you have the defense. And a lot of people, when they get into a position, like I play outside backs, mm -hmm. I get into a defensive position and sometimes I'm just playing defense. Like I'm just doing defense. I'm doing what I have to do to stop the ball from going into mm -hmm. the goal. But I feel like as a team, we need to realize that the defense can't only do defense. Mm -hmm. When we're going up on midfield, the forwards have to be up. The mm -hmm. midfields have to be up. The defense has to come up as well. Because if we're not moving and transitioning as a team, that's where we like we have the gaps in the field. And that's where we're kind of getting lost. We're not filling up the spaces. We're not passing and moving as much as we need to be. So I think when everyone works on just there like getting becoming a well-rounded player and stuff like that once everyone like has a good sense of all the positions on the field and we all play together and we know where everyone needs to be and we're moving as a unit that will 100% pick our game up and I think we could score some goals and win some games mm -hmm. yeah I agree with that honestly and even when it comes to like coming back to like all players we all have to talk to each other and if we need help we need to say that like I feel like a lot of people are sometimes shy to be like come back I need that help like if like us defenders, because I'm a defender too. I play, some, sometimes I play right back or inside, and we have to, like, be aware and, like, tell the middies that we need help back, mm -hmm. and they have to be able to tell us, okay, we need you guys to step up too. So it's definitely, like, we all just have to talk to each other back to that communication thing, and I feel like once we all play as one, because I feel like that's a, that's a problem sometimes some teams have. They have good individual players, but they don't play as one team, and I feel mm -hmm. like once we really start playing as one team, we can definitely move the ball up and get it in the net. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see where you guys are coming from, especially, you know, playing sports. It's so easy to be told, okay, you're going to be forwards, and what do forwards do? You attack, you score. But a lot of the time, you have to be, you know, flexible and dynamic in order to, to have a, a full product of a team out on the field to, um, to be successful. So I think that's really big of you guys to, you know, recognize that and not be afraid to be vocal about it with your team and, you know, call for help when, when you need a little bit of backup. Um, in your game against Syosset, you were able to get um, two goals in that game. Danielle, I know you played in the playoff game against them last year in the semifinal. How did it feel to to play against a team and score against a team that put you guys out of your playoff run last year? Well, so I wasn't actually at the second Syosset game, but I can definitely touch on the playing Syosset last year. Mm -hmm. And definitely we were so excited for playoffs. We got in and we beat East Meadow. And we were very excited to play Syosset, and unfortunately we did not – come together as much as we should have and we did get beat so we were kind of disappointed but we were like okay we're, we know we're going to play them again next year so we want to at least score some goals mm -hmm. so the first time around they did beat us and we didn't score any goals but I got a call after the Syosa game that I wasn't at and they're telling me Danielle they scored Danielle yeah. they scored Danielle Alyssa scored a goal and I'm mm -hmm. like what I'm like I'm on vacation how are you guys scoring what's going on I'm like, live stream they're like oh my gosh we scored we scored they were like we didn't win, but we did score. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's amazing. Like, just to get that feeling, because I feel like once you get that first goal, that first, like, hurrah, kind mm -hmm. of, it totally takes up the morale. And you're like, you're feeling so much better. Because yeah. once you have won, you can just keep going. It's mm -hmm. just that, like, you're now you're on a high. You're just going to keep going and keep scoring more goals. So I think once I heard that there were goals scored, I was very proud. I wish I could have been there to see them. But mm -hmm. I think Bree can touch a little bit more on that. She was at the game. Yeah, honestly... It was, it was a hot day. We were all super tired, but then once those goals were scored, it was just like, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we got one in the net, like we've been trying to do. And it was it was just a really proud moment for us, honestly, because 
like I said before, we always work hard. The thing is we don't give up and we keep working hard. So it was just like a realization like, okay, like this is like honestly one of the hardest teams that we're playing. And we scored a goal. We scored not one, but two goals against them. And it was it was very happy. We were all very excited. And we could just tell like the other team, you know, they were just doing their thing because they're already like, okay, we have enough goals on them, whatever. But it doesn't matter because we still got those two goals in. Like we worked for those goals and it was just, it was a really nice moment for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that Alyssa scored. I want to touch on Alyssa. She's your only teammate that made the top uh, girls soccer players on Long Island for her junior year. Yep, for her junior and for senior year. How awesome is it to have that kind of player? And I know you're both friends with her on your team and, you know, and and on your side. It's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Honestly, it's just fun. It's like... Even at practice, we always joke around with her. We're like, top 100, that's our top 100. Mm-hmm. Like, even if she gets annoyed with it, it's just, it's so much fun. And it's like, you're proud of your friend. Like, they made that. It's its really cool for them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's super. I was always excited anytime Melissa gets some kind of award. Because, like, we grew up together. Mm-hmm. We've been playing soccer together since we were, like, five years old. We grew up in intramurals. We played on, like, four different travel teams together. And here we are at school ball. So to see her, like grow up get better learn new techniques like learn different positions on the field and still become that top 100 like top striker and doing everything she can to help us on the field i'm like a proud mom i'm definitely getting the, the proud mom vibe for sure yes. yes anytime she does something i'm very happy for her so i'm very excited to see where she's gonna go mm-hmm. later after high school but i'm very proud of everything she's done so far for sure yeah <laughs> um so touching on that Syosa game last year that playoff run um that was a product of a season very similar to this one with record wise last season's record was 181 um does that kind of give you any hope or any like kind of feeling in the back of your head that you know like last last year's season okay it didn't really go as we planned but you know this kind of looks similar you know does that kind of give you hope for a playoff run in any capacity well, Danielle can talk on that because mm-hmm. I actually didn't get to play last year because, you know, I had to focus on school. But go ahead, Danielle. Absolutely. Um, so I think it definitely gives us hope for this year. And it's definitely like something that we're looking forward to it because we're in like the top conference. We're guaranteed a spot in the mm-hmm. playoffs, but it just kind of it, we have to determine who we're playing. And I think playoffs kind of brings a, it brings a different excitement to the team, honestly. Because once you have the regular season, like, you're done. Like, the playoff season, it's still the same teams that you're going to play. Mm-hmm. But once you hear playoffs, it's like practices are longer. Like, you're doing more with your team. You're doing more team bonding. It's mm-hmm. like you're doing so much more. So once you get to that playoff game, game, the adrenaline, it just completely takes over. The ref blows the whistle, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like such – it's like it feels like it's a faster pace. It feels like we're going at, like, 100 miles an hour or something like that. So I think playoffs brings – absolutely it brings an amazing spirit that I look forward to every year and I think that even though the record wasn't great last year Mm -hmm. and it's not that great this year I think playoffs is something that we need to look forward to and we can be ready for because if if there's any time to like show up and show that Baldwin can come out and Baldwin can make a mark it's for playoffs Mm -hmm. it definitely is for sure and Bree like you said not being able to play last year how excited are you to you know start you know playing a playoff game soon in a couple of weeks being that you didn't you weren't able to do it last year as a junior I'm definitely very excited because I remember when I was pulled up at the end of my sophomore year and I got to sit down and like watch them play they were all like super happy like everyone was cheering and everything just like the whole energy of mm-hmm. the team it was super positive and it was really nice it was a really nice feeling like 
just sitting there watching them play like everything seems so like fast-paced and uplifting so I'm definitely very very excited to play that this year mm-hmm. yeah so you know talking about the other girls that you know you were able to watch uh play during these playoff games I want to talk about some of those girls um Elena Victoria Kalina um what are some of the biggest differences um that you can see Danielle about the team you know and the team's product that's you know on the field without some of those key players from last year who have now graduated yeah so I think like with the team spirit wise there's not that much difference only because I think we always have a great group of girls and the girls last year they were amazing they were captains they were leaders and they always like put their best foot forward and let us and like that this year we have the same thing we have the Mm -hmm. same great captain spirit we have that positive morale and we have everyone working together but I think like technical differences if I talk to like Kalina she was an amazing central midfielder like she would work she goes up and down box Mm -hmm. to box like she was playing for the the DA so Mm -hmm. she was a top-notch player all the time so when we had her in the middle of the field it was kind of easier for us to put together those one-two plays Mm -hmm. and we had Elena in the back and Victoria was playing striker so we had a lot more opportunities up top like to help Alyssa out with Mm -hmm. scoring and I think we definitely felt that loss this year but I also think that the girls that are playing those positions this year, they're stepping up 100%. We have Taylor's playing in central midfield, mm-hmm. Sterling's playing in midfield, Jessica's mm-hmm. playing up top with striker with Alyssa, and I think that those girls are absolutely putting out their best foot. It's big shoes to fill mm-hmm. coming in for people like Elena, Vic, and um, Kalina, but they're yeah. putting their best foot forward. They're not backing down. They're listening to the girls on the field. They're communicating, and I just... I'm very happy with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for more. I'm very happy to be playing alongside them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't doubt, like, you seem very confident in these girls, which I think is all you can do as a teammate. Um, like you said, it's, it's big shoes to fill, and the numbers for this year's program were a little bit low in comparison to, to previous years. Um, did that kind of put a damper or a dent on the start of the season, you know, not having as many girls around, which is definitely going to, you know, switch up the energy in practice? Yeah, I definitely think it did because – I know, even though I didn't play last year, I know that the varsity girls, they usually have a lot of members like mm-hmm. on their team, a lot of people that they can sub in and sub out. And to my knowledge right now, I want to say maybe we have three subs on the side. Like, it's not a lot. And that's a lot on a lot of people because maybe they're not used to playing the full game or whatever. And that can take a toll on someone's body, like, mm-hmm. of course, no matter what. And soccer is a very fast-paced, moving game, so it's definitely a lot. And I know, like, even with the JV girls, they don't have a lot of players either. So it's like any players that would have wanted to be taken up, they couldn't because then we would leave them with no girls either. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely agree. Last year and years previous, we had varsity would have like 22, 23 girls. We'd be able to, there'd be a whole other field mm-hmm. of girls on the side coming for subs. And JV also, JV would have like 15, 16, 17, even 18 girls. So this mm-hmm. year it was definitely hard. Because, like Bree said, there's a lot of girls that coaches want to pull up because there's a lot of talent mm-hmm. in players that are in younger grades. But it's like we just don't have the we don't have the bodies to do that. There's not enough people. Because if we take too many from the JV team, like Bree said, they're not going to have a season, and that's not fair to them because mm-hmm. we can't take all of them, and then it's too many. But and then I think it also affects us like maybe a little bit mentally because we walk onto the fields and we have like 15 players, so we're ready for that. We're accustomed to having 15 players. But when we walk on and to see a team like Syosset, their roster is 42 girls. Oh, yeah. A whole other girls. team. That's, that's four soccer teams. Mm-hmm. You can, that's four starting lineups. Mm-hmm. So when we walk on and we have our three subs and we're like, 
doing stuff like warming up and you look over and there's a sea of red and we're just like what yeah yes and it's just like what are we supposed to do so when we're tired we say coach can we have a sub their coach says oh yeah sub and you just see the entire wave of girls walk off and it's like oh why can't i get that sub but i think that also comes back to like the mental stuff where you just have to put that to the side it's like yeah they have a lot more girls but that means that not all of their like top star players are going to be playing all the time they're going to be coming on and off the field so when they go off, we take that advantage. We take that time to go up really hard and take that on and go to the pressure. And that's how I assume we did a lot of score those goals in the other Sayasa game. Because when another team is down, you have to take that advantage for yourself. You have to be up on there and you have to be the best. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine going to Sayasa and seeing seeing. Uh, more than more than 22 girls you know more than yeah. having one team on the sideline it's insane. It's it, insane. it is insane especially for a sport like soccer where it's one of the more popular sports for girls on Long Island um, but I think that that also shows how strong all of you are forced to be as individuals so it's kind of mm-hmm. like you know you try to pull out the positive the blessing and the curse you know you can all probably run a lot longer than they can run so I feel like I think that my team is also in the same boat a bit. We go to these places that have tons of subs and we have like two or three like you guys do. But in the long run, it's like, all right, but we're stronger individuals. You know, we, we are we are forced to do this, you know, but it's for the betterment of our team. Um, talking about JV girls, I think it's really cool that both of you have sisters that are on um, JV this year. How has that been kind of like you know, they're playing together, you're playing together. Does that kind of give you a, a reason to, to bond or to talk more to them after practice, after school? Um, I can honestly say yeah, because I know my sister Sam. She definitely has a lot to tell me all the time. Like, um, I think she scored a goal once for in one of her games, probably more than once, but she told me, she's like, yeah, I scored today, it was great. Like, I'm so happy. I'm like, it's so good for you, Sam. Like, I'm really happy. So, And then I'll tell her, like, about... Um, our practices too and like what we're doing because like we practice on the same field so we see each other and everything like that but it's sometimes I have to wait for her to practice she'll have to wait for me and we just have a bunch to chat about like me and sister we've always been really close but I also feel like now that she's on another team even though we're playing for the same school we have a lot of things to talk about now pertaining to soccer and especially since we play the same teams from obviously from the same school like one day she'll be home then we're away like today mm-hmm. and then we'll be home she'll be away it's like oh let me tell you about the game let me tell you about this oh this player this this player that so it's definitely a lot to chat about yeah I completely agree I think we were both maybe looking forward to maybe having that you know like co-sister varsity experience because but again with the numbers we couldn't have that yeah. but definitely I mean I talk to Raina all the time and she's always telling me what's going on she always tells me she's like She's like, Danielle, we were playing today, and we won, and Sam scored this goal, and I made this one pass, and then another pass, and another pass, and then she scored. I'm like, well, you guys have to keep doing that mm-hmm. then, because they seem like they're having, like, a lot of fun working as a team, and even though they only have, like, one or two subs sometimes, Raina's always telling me, Sam is always pumping up the morale, she's always trying to pump up the morale, and she's always trying to keep everyone in a positive spirit, and the two of them together, I think they're playing very well together from what they've told me from what Coach Hill has told me and even from what my dad has been to games he's like Raina and Sam play like they've known each other for like a while now and I'm like that's what happens when you have good players on the team there's some chemistry and there's that bond so I think after we graduate I would absolutely love to maybe come back and watch a couple of games and see them play together with a few other players because they work very hard with both of them so I think we're very excited to see where they're going to go in the future yeah just to quickly touch on that I remember even one time we were ending practice 
And I remember just seeing the two of them wait there. They both looked, looked like they were just gossiping up a storm. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> look at them. And then my cousin was like, yeah, like, she asked me one day, I remember, she was like, Bree, does Danielle yell on the field ever? And I was like, yeah, sometimes. Why? She's like, because Raina does the same exact thing. It's so funny. And I remember that. I was like, yep. She's like, they can be so different, but I think in that aspect, they're exactly the same. And it's just so funny when she told me that. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that's a lot. That's so cute, and I love that for them. And it's like, yeah, it's like they're like mini U's, just kind of like doing yeah. their thing. Um, so I want to um, talk about your coaches, of course, um, Coach Rogers and Coach Stewart. Um, how was it having them both on the sideline? Like, do you feel like one kind of comes in from one angle and one coaches from another angle? Like, how does that balance kind of you know span out and you know for the betterment of the team? Yeah, so I yeah, just like go. to go for that. Um, so I've played with – I've been under Coach Rogers' like coaching thing for three years now. Mm-hmm. And then my freshman year I was playing JV, so I was with Coach Stewart. So I think that they both have different coaching styles, but I think they're both very effective on the field. Coach Rogers is more kind of like a always yelling at us to make sure we're always pumped up because sometimes you just need that, like that extra oomph. You need that. I need that personally, someone to be in my ear to say, Danielle, get back. Danielle, get on the ball. Mm -hmm. I need that sometimes. So Coach Rogers is always giving that to us. He's always like boosting us up and giving us pep talks. And I think Coach Stewart is very good at pinpointing the specific problems on the field. So if yeah. he sees, like, for Sayasa was it, I think, there, one of their girls was uh, committed to a very good school, mm-hmm. Stanford, I think it is. So Coach Stewart said, all right, guys, this is the girl that we need to mark on. And he said, you need to stay on her so that we can get this, like, we can make sure that she's not getting the ball and running through us every time. And when we come off the field, he'll say, oh, Danielle, like, you were very good at going up on this one play, but do you remember the play when you didn't get back fast enough, maybe next time try to cut into the middle a little more or some other suggestion just so it's like he can give each individual player like something good that they did and something else that they need to work on. And I think that's very good because like you don't just want to hear criticism all the time. Right. And sometimes it's not just good to hear like everything good that you do because then you're going to feel like, oh, I'm the best when there's obviously something that you can work on. Like everything always has, everybody always has something they can work on. So Coach Rogers is very good at always keeping us in high spirits. And I yeah. think Coach Stewart is doing an amazing job the both of them together they work very well together so I'm mm-hmm. glad that there are coaching staff for this year mm-hmm. yeah I can definitely agree with that I know that when I'm sometimes sitting on the sideline from games if I'm subbed in or I'm not starting yet Stuart would definitely come up to the girls on the side he'd be like did you see what was just done there if like we made a mistake or something like that he'd be like did you see like what this player just did and we're like yeah we did he was like she should have done this instead of this so like Danielle said he's very like good at pinpointing certain things that we need to do or that we need to work on but he also points out the good stuff, too. So, like, if someone's like, did you see how she just made that run? That's exactly what we've been working on in practice. He'll say stuff like that. And then Rogers is definitely the one. He'll, like, stand, like, right, like, almost toward the middle. He'll just observe there for a second. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, he'll just turn around and be like, okay, okay. And then he starts talking. <laughs> and then he starts talking. And like Danielle said, he definitely gets us pumped up and everything like that. And the both of them together, they do work very well together. I can see that, like. Literally, we'll be sitting on the side, and then Stuart's over, Stuart will be over here, and then, like, Roger's on the other side, and then out of nowhere, they just both look at each other, and then they walk to each other, and then just talk about, like, mm-hmm. everything that's going on in the game. So they definitely communicate very well together, and then they do a good job of, like, retaliating that all to us and, like, saying, okay, so this is what we need to work on. And then even in practice sometimes, um, well, all the time, well, they're, they're good at talking to each other, and they're good at talking back to us, so... Overall, I think they're good coaches, and they do work very well together. I can see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, it sounds. It definitely sounds like they're like a power team. Like they they kind of like can approach it differently. They can approach you guys differently. But I think that that's what you need in order to to you know be productive. Um, so talking to you guys, it's obvious that you're both really dedicated to soccer. Um, Bree, you were playing with Osai with the Infernos. Danielle, you're playing with Franklin Square with the strikers. Um, can you guys talk about how you landed on those teams and, you know, what you've really been able to pull out from, you know, your time with those teams? Okay. Well, I'll go. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was sixth grade that I started playing because I remember my first year when I tried out for the travel team back in, like, I want to say fifth grade. I didn't make it at first, but then sixth grade I tried again, and then that's when um, I was put on this team. Like, a bunch of girls, we all tried out together. And then we created one big team because mm-hmm. some of the girls that were from the team above us, they had like been brought down. So like that's when we started playing. And I can honestly say that my team has really been through so much. There was at least maybe three times where we could have folded because so many girls were just leaving. They were just leaving and we didn't have enough players to get back. And then there would be times where we had to fill those gaps with players that we knew we could have gotten just a little bit more skill on that. But in order to keep the team, we just need to get players at that point. And it was very stressful because I, I do. I love my team. I love playing with my Oceanside girls. And it's fun. It's a different it's different energy. It's different, like, everything because it's a totally different team than the school. But I can honestly say that maybe within the past two years, like, our team, granted, we're still losing players. We're still gaining players. But our team has become very solid. And it's, it's really nice that we're just all playing together as one. Like I said, it's two totally different world like playing for Oceanside and then playing for the school ball but we've kind of, we've finally come to a place where we're all playing together we all play together as one we all communicate and laugh with each other there's no drama on that team that it's like oh I don't like this girl I don't like this girl because I brought over some Baldwin girls so there's never only like oh there's Baldwin girls on this team I don't like that no like no one's ever said anything like that we all come together as one and play as one and it's definitely been team it's been a long journey and it's almost sad that now that I'm going to be graduating I'm not going to play with them as much anymore because then I don't know what's going to happen with that team because we have a good amount of seniors on the team too so it's a lot to think about but overall the team has been through a lot but we are finally coming to a good place mm-hmm. yeah I think for me um I know I was playing for the Bulls and Tigers up until I think it was the end of like eighth grade beginning of ninth grade and then that team like we were saying players go in players come out we like sent some players away because we wanted them to be at a higher level so they ended up leaving and then we ended up folding so that was like our last season after we played together for like six or seven years and then after that um so Amaya who graduated two years ago she was the original person that was playing on the strikers and then she brought over Alyssa and she said Alyssa's a great striker like look what she can do and our coach said all right you try out you come on Alyssa of course as amazing that she is got in the first try and then, so then her dad said to our coach, he said, yeah, well, Danielle's a great defender and she can play outside and even in the midfield. So we think that she should be on the team too. So I went, I tried out. I was very, very nervous to try out. I don't know why. I guess it was because it was an older team. So when I was joining, I was like 15, but they played in like a U19, U20 mm-hmm. bracket. So I was just looking around and these were grown women. I was like, who are these people? And I tried out. I tried out with not only the girls team, but the boys team. So everyone knows that the girls and boys sports obviously are sometimes at different paces so I was playing with the girls we were playing with the boys and it's like we're moving very fast and I was so nervous but at the end coach was like you did a great job like you have a lot of potential and there are a lot of things that I can see you and we can like go right into and work on and with a couple of tweaks you could be right up there 
So after that, I committed to the team, and we basically, we just travel a lot. We do a lot of showcases where we can, like, find college opportunities and stuff like that. And now I'm the captain, so we just, basically, we're just looking for more places to play. We play our regular season. We go to Florida every year to Disney to play. We go to Massachusetts. We go to Rhode Island. We go upstate. Everywhere we go is basically just to give players an opportunity to be recruited for college if they want to play or just to give them an opportunity to play higher level soccer because sometimes it's hard to like come together for school soccer and get the chemistry that you need but on outside teams it's much easier because we're playing together we play together literally 365 days there's not one day that i haven't seen those girls and i absolutely love them so currently Alyssa and i play for the strikers and we have a great time there We've been through a lot, like Bree said, for her team. We've had, we've lost some people, we've gained some people, we've had coaching changes and stuff like that. But throughout the end, we're all sticking together, and I'm glad I got there. And I'm absolutely happy when I get to like bring other people on the team. Like I get to invite my sister to come play now, mm-hmm. and I get to say, "Yeah, Remy, you can come play with us." So I love doing that, and I hope that the team continues to go strong even when I go to college. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely sounding like you both found like your home away from home, which I think is which is awesome because you know like sometimes you can join a team and it's kind of a hit or you know the girls aren't very welcoming. But like Brie, like you said, like it's never been a thing of like you know town rivalries. It's always just like no, like we're the Infernos. Like doesn't matter where you came from. It it's matter that we're all playing together. Um, so you have four more regular season games. One being today versus um, Plainview Old Bethpage. Last time you lost to them 3-0. What do you think needs to happen in order to kind of increase some success and possibly score some goals today? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> other, other than having Danielle back, of course. <laughs> oh, of course, yes. Finally. I think I can touch on that. I think the team did... It seems like they did pretty amazing without me there, so I'm not, like, worried or anything for coming back. I'm just excited to, like, be back with the team and be back playing. I think that, like, how we said in the beginning, we have to definitely work on communication. We have to, like, be in the game. We have to be ready mentally. We have to be ready physically. Like, we can't go out there. We have to have that start right from the beginning. Like I said in the beginning, we can't wait for 15 minutes to kick in and then decide yes we are Bruins no when we get on the field and we say Bruins on three one Mm -hmm. two three Bruins that's it get right on the field stretch it out look around talk to your players and that's it we have to get going right from the start and I think if we do that if we get going right from the start if we have our communication and we just have fun and play to the ability that we all like have the capability to play to then we can absolutely take this team down. I think we should be able to score some more goals. And since we've been working on all these defensive tactics, we should be able to hold them down to a close-to-nothing score. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because recently at practice, we've actually been doing really good with shooting drills and everything like that. And we're getting the ball in the net. Granted, we have a phenomenal goalie. Kamara is amazing. But we're getting the ball in the net at practice. And I don't see why – I don't see a reason as why we can't at least get one in today. Like, I'm confident. And – what Danielle's saying, we can't be sluggish in those first 10 minutes because in those first 10 minutes, other team can come out super strong and score that goal. Yeah. And I think that if we really just start strong from the start, they're going to be intimidated because any team that comes out super aggressive is always intimidating no matter what because it's like, wow, where did that come from? Like, they are so confident in themselves out of nowhere. And there's always a difference between being cocky and being confident. And I think that if we really just start out strong, that we're going to do good and I honestly think 
that we really need to play as one, like we were saying before, the communication, playing as one, all that stuff. We have to work on those one-twos. If we do a lot of those one-twos in the game, playing back and forth, you know, doing simple soccer, what you're supposed to be doing, play simple soccer. Don't always force the ball. As soon as you get it, you don't have to kick it away right away. Look, take that one second to see who you have open, and then if you don't, then play it long because our strikers are fast and they're going to get to the ball. Yeah, Yeah, I think just to keep going with what Bree said about taking the shots, I think we definitely have to take the shots. I think sometimes it's nerve-wracking when you mm-hmm. get close to the goal. It's like you know you're a striker, you know you're a midfielder, and you know you want to take the shot. But sometimes it's like, oh, what if I miss? What if the goalkeeper saves it? And you just kind of like get in your head in that moment. So I think just to that I'd speak and I'd say – we have to just kind of let that all go and we have to realize like a lot everyone says all the time if 100% of the shots that you don't take you're gonna miss Mm -hmm. so if you take that shot even if you miss you just come back and you take it again if you continue to take the shots sometime or another it's going to go in and if you just keep having that confidence in yourself and definitely just boosting up other girls like even if someone takes a shot and it misses I'll tell them I say that's a good shot Mm -hmm. that's a good try because you don't want someone to think oh that's a bad shot like I'm a bad player now like no you're not a bad player you're an amazing player you just have to have that confidence I'm playing simple soccer then you can win the games yeah absolutely like you, if you're not going to try, you're not going to even have the possibility of succeeding. Um, definitely wishing you guys a lot of luck with that game today. It is <laughs> time in our interview when we do our unbearable questions. Um, so Isaiah's unbearable question is, what is your pregame like meal or snack or night before dinner that you have to have before big game day? Oh, see, this is bad because I don't. I don't eat before a game mm-hmm. because I know I'll throw up. But honestly, keeping it real, I appreciate yeah, that. I'm sorry, I can't. Like even before practice or anything, people are like, oh no, I just eat like an hour before. I could never. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if it had to be one thing, it would have to be like those little special K bars with like little chocolate chips in them and then, like the granola. That's it. That's what it would have to be. Nice, solid. Yeah. I usually try to eat, well, because I grew up when my, anytime I would play soccer, my dad would make my sister and I eat. Even I would be like, oh, I'm not hungry. He'd be like, no, you need to eat. You need to have energy in your body because if not, you're going to get on the fields and you're going to get cramps. So I usually try and eat something like three hours before Mm -hmm. just so that it's digesting and I have like something for later. So I'll usually have like some chicken, like maybe some salmon with some rice or something like that. Not something like so heavy that it's going to sit on my chest, but something that can digest so I'll have the food for later. And then like... An hour before, I usually have some fruit. So recently, I've been having lots of, like, clementines, tangerines, oranges, and everyone has been seeing me eat them. Oh, my God. And I usually bring yes. I always bring a banana and a chewy bar because when you get on the field, you're going to be running up and down, and you're going to, like, if your legs cramp, you need that potassium to, like, loosen mm-hmm. your muscles up. So a mm-hmm. banana is, like, fast energy for that. And then I always bring a chewy bar because I like some chocolate just to, like, <laughs> yeah. keep, me, keep me pumped up. I'm like, okay, let's have a chewy bar, and then I get on the field, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Are, the, are yeah. the chewy bar ones, are those the ones that are, like, covered in chocolate? No, 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 no. That's oh. too much for me. It's like, that's too much chocolate before a game. I, like, okay. just do the regular ones. They have the little chocolate chips infused yeah. in them. Okay, copy, copy, copy. Those, and I, like, drink some water. Nice, and then I you're already. Like I love the I love the two sides of the spectrum we have with this. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and then for my unbearable question, um, say it's you know Nassau County Championship or Long Island Championship, and you know you're getting called out for the starting lineup. What is your walkout song that you gotta have played when you're walking out or getting called out? 
Oh my gosh, that is a hard question. Oh my gosh, yeah. How could I even? How could you even There's think of so that? There's so many wow. songs. Wow. Oh my gosh. I think maybe I would do something like "My House" by like Florida something. Nice. Like that good That's good. Or maybe That's like "Run one. the World" with Beyonce, just so I can come out and like have that girl power. Have yes. Room, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I love that I answer. Honestly, I'm going to have to go with the classic from Queen, We Will Rock You. I don't know. That's okay. just oh, fine yes. right away. That's a good one. Like, I love that's, that. That's definitely what it would probably mm-hmm. have to be, just, like, coming out real strong. Yeah, I know. People think it's, like, a hard question, but then, like, the first thing that pops in your head, like, there's your answer. Like, you yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on today. I love both of you, and, um, yeah, you know, you're going you're gonna to rock you the rest too. of your season. <laughs> yes, we love you, too. Thank you for having us. It was amazing. Yeah. All right, good luck, guys. Thank you. We want to thank Danielle and Brie again for coming on today's show. Good luck for the rest of the soccer season to them and the team. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters for keeping up the support throughout the year. We have a couple more fall sports season interviews left for you all, and then we'll head straight into spring sports with tons of talent to talk to. For all information on the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, you can head over to our Instagram page, at Bruins Podcast. Stay safe, and thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Bruins Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin sports.